0: Welcome to another episode of the Criminal Law Department Presents podcast, a production of the Criminal Law Department at the Judge Advocate General's Legal Center and School in Charlottesville, Virginia. Every two weeks, we release a new episode. Today, we're going to have a conversation about a recent opinion from the Court of Appeals for the Armed Forces. Please note that these episodes may contain facts and circumstances surrounding criminal trials. Listener discretion is advised. Alright! Hear ye,
1: hear ye, hear ye. The Honorable United States Court of Appeals for the Armed Forces is now open and in session. God save the United States of America and this honorable court. Hello, this is Major Steve Dre
0: and Major Cal Walters.
1: And we're here to do an episode of Calf Chats United States vs. Bahunin.
0: This is a good one, Steve. Tell us, what is this case all about?
1: All right, so it's about when the courts of criminal appeals, when they're doing their Article 66 review, when they must conduct a particular form of sentence appropriateness review. Specifically, it's when they need to look at whether two sentences are closely related. And so we're going to spend the majority of our conversation today discussing sentence appropriateness review.
0: So for those of you who don't know, like I didn't, what the CCAs do with regard to sentencing, this is going to be a great case to give you an overview of that process. So Steve, tell us about the facts of this case, and then we'll dig into what the court did with regard to sentence.
1: Yeah, so at a special court martial, Airman First Class Behunen pled guilty to one specification of fraudulent enlistment, one specification of making a false official statement, one of using cocaine, and one of using LSD. Importantly, another airman, Senior Airman CM, also pled guilty to a slightly different version of these four offenses, in addition to one specification of distributing cocaine and one specification of distributing LSD. So while these were the same char- while four of these were the same charges, each airman's fraudulent enlistments and false official statements were unrelated. They just sort of coincidentally were charged with the same thing. They both uh, just made fabrications about different parts of their life. A military judge sentenced Airman First Class Bohunin to a bad conduct discharge, 110 days in confinement. per month for four months in forfeitures and reduction to E1. But a panel sentenced Senior Airman CM to three months hard labor without confinement, forfeitures of $500 a month for three months, and reduction to the grade of E1. So, importantly there, a significantly lesser sentence for Senior Airman CM, and a Senior Airman that's an E4 in the Air Force, Uh, CM, even though Senior Airman CM had those two additional charges. So same four specs as the appellant, plus two that were both distributing, but got a much lighter sentence.
0: Interesting. So we've got this two different sentencing authorities. We've got the judge for Bahunin, and then we have a panel for Senior Airman CM. And then Senior Airman CM seems like they got a lesser sentence, even though they pled guilty to two additional specifications. So interesting. So, so what issues was the CAF looking at in this case specifically?
1: Yeah, so the CAF granted two issues. First, and this is what we're going to talk about, is whether the Air Force Court of Criminal Appeals misapplied a case, United States versus Lacey, that's a 1999 CAF case, when it held that senior airmen's CMs and appellants' cases were not closely related cases, whose sentence would have required comparison. Required is an important word here because they've got discretion. We'll talk about that. They've got discretion to conduct sentence reviews, but there are times when they must conduct a particular review that they were not required to hear uh, because certain factors in that Lacey case were not met. The second issue the CAF granted was whether the CCA's may consider extra record results of other courts martial in conducting their Article 66 review. So in other words, was it appropriate for the Air Force Court to even consider the information contained in the entry of judgment from Senior Airman C.M.'s court martial So that was what the appellant here, uh, Airman First Class Behunen, attached that entry of judgment to her appeal. And the Air Force Court used that in conducting its analysis here. And that was one of the issues on appeal was whether attaching that and considering that entry of judgment was appropriate. And the CAF the CAF didn't decide that issue. Uh, they just assumed that it was okay, but they could resolve this appeal without looking into it. So someday down the line we may see whether it was even appropriate to consider that entry of judgment um, in an appeals. And that goes to that goes to like our definition of what is in a record right what is considered a record what can be attached to it what can be attached to it if it's not raised at the right time and we'll have a good talk i'm sure in some episode down the line on on what that looks like but not today because the calf the calf just said we don't need to figure this out here what it did rule on that first issue is that the air force court of criminal appeals did not abuse its discretion when it determined that none of the three Lacey categories, and we'll talk about those in a minute, were met. And so what the CAF decided, essentially, is that the Air Force Court of Criminal Appeals' conclusion that it was not required to compare Airman First Class Behunin and Senior Airman CM sentences, that that was okay.
0: Interesting. So, Steve, give us a quick rundown of how the appellate court's Deal with sentence appropriateness and that power. Tell us a little bit about. Give us kind of a once over the world of that quickly, and then we'll we'll deal with some some takeaways for the practitioners out there.
1: Yeah. So so I'm just gonna read a little bit. Uh, this is the new language. So Article 66 was amended in 2021. So I'm reading the new language uh, for that for our purposes. It it, it works here. Uh, the court the the CCA. May affirm only the sentence or such part or amount of the sentence as the CCA finds correct in law and fact, and determines on the basis of the entire record should be approved. So it's that should be approved from Article 66 that we're talking about here, and it, you know, like some things in the law means a lot, right? That those those words mean a lot, and so, so think about sentence appropriateness review in terms of four different categories, four different authorities that the CCAs have. So the first is to review sentences for severity. So this is completely discretionary. The CCA can modify or reverse a sentence that is inappropriately severe based on the entire record. That's why it's important to put on a good sentencing case, even if a plea agreement is for a specific term, because the appellate courts do look at this, uh, do look at the sentence. Uh, A limitation on them is that that the CCAs are not to to do mercy, right? That's the prerogative of the convening authority, but they are meant to do justice. And so they'll look at the CCAs, they are required under Article 66 to look at the entire record and determine if a sentence that was adjudged is appropriate. They look at what is in the record and determine if that supports the sentence that was adjudged. Okay, so that's the first category. The second category, and that's that's what this case is about, is sentence comparison. That's why we're here today. So I'll, we'll just kick that down the road. We'll talk about the next two okay. briefly here. The third is post-trial delay, relief, or credit. So even absent a showing of, of a really long post-trial process or appeal process prejudicing the appellant, it sort of goes to the CCA's role to do justice. So if there's a really long not-for-good-reason delay in the post-trial processing or the appeal, then the CCAs can use the sentence appropriateness power to grant some relief. So that's the third category. Okay, and so the fourth category, sentence reassessment, is what gives the courts of criminal appeal the ability to, say, fix a legal error that happened at the trial level without necessarily sending a case back for a new sentence rehearing hearing or a a new trial. It it can identify a problem and and reassess the sentence at the CCA level and there's a case out there Winkleman that maybe you've heard of that offers factors for when the CCAs should and can use this this sentence reassessment power so that's the fourth sort of category
0: so nice so now so now you have the four buckets that you might see a CCA look at in terms of their sentence appropriateness power. You've got number one, sentence severity. Number two, sentence comparison. Number three, post-trial delay, relief, and credit. And then fourth, sentence reassessment. So this case, we're focused on sentence comparison. So Steve, tell us what the court found with regard to sentence comparison and walk us through the analysis that the court does for sentence comparison—that's
1: why we're here today. The CAF granted this this pretty narrow issue on just whether the Air Force Court of Criminal Appeals was required to do this sentence comparison. Right, it's discretionary. The CCAs could do it in any case. That Article 66 power is really robust. Uh, the CCAs can do it if they want to, but there are sometimes when they must do it, and in order for that to happen, there's. Several hurdles that an appellant needs to get over. The first of which is to show that two or more cases are closely related. That's the the important term here, closely related. So it, it sounds like this, right, Cal? Like you've yep. got you've got two cases. Four of the specifications are are very similar. The two drug uses were were essentially identical. They were just they were using drugs at a at a party, and you've got two other specifications that at least the same articles under the code. That was the difficulty that the appellant had here, is establishing that those were, in fact, closely related. Because mm-hmm. right? effectively what the Air Force Court of Criminal Appeals does here is say that these it looks through these three factors. So the first is whether co-actors were involved in a common crime. The second is whether service members were involved in a common or a parallel scheme. And then the third is whether there was a direct nexus. And the Air Force Court of Criminal Appeals decides that Airman First Class Behunen did not meet any of those three categories. And that's the those are the, we'll call them the Lacey categories. So because the appellant didn't satisfy one of those, and NCAL... Its analysis of these categories goes like this. So the first is that the co-actors were involved in a common crime. The CAF finds that the Court of Criminal Appeals did not abuse its discretion, where all the specifications for both service members failed to coincide. So the appellant and senior airman CM were co-actors merely in a subset of the overall convicted offenses. It notes the appellant and senior airman CM didn't even know each other at the time they completed their respective enlistments. So it's the same specification, but it wasn't the same crime. For the second category, a common or parallel scheme, the CAF notes the appellant and senior airman CM were independent actors in regard to the crimes of fraudulent enlistment and false official statement. For the last category, whether there is some other direct nexus among the courts-martial, the CAF dismisses the notion that a mere similarity of offenses satisfies this requirement. So, in conclusion, the CAF accepts the Air Force Court of Criminal Appeals' rulings and finds that it did not abuse its discretion. Because the appellant didn't satisfy one of those categories, then they didn't go to the second step, because there's actually another step here. Okay. The appellant needed to establish one of those categories and then would have needed to demonstrate that the sentences were highly disparate. And there's no real definition for that. In fact, courts have said this, that... Sentence comparison does not require sentence equations. So even though here there's sentences... Well, like if you look at it, if you're the appellant here, clearly your sentence feels significantly yeah. more harsh than senior airman's CM. Uh, I'm not sure they would have gotten a highly disparate here because there's a lot of wiggle room there, too. It doesn't require exact sentences. And the reason... There's, there's, there's a good amount of history for why we have this... for why the CCAs have this power. That it's an effort to... Generally, level the playing field. That's why the CCAs have this authority, but they really don't exercise it that often.
0: So here we, they found that it wasn't closely related, so they didn't even get to that second step. And even at, as I recall, we were talking before we recorded, even in Lacey, right? They didn't, they didn't find that second step, right? That they were highly. Disparate. Yeah, that's
1: exactly. Yeah, Lacey. So Lacey involved three accused who all committed the same crime against the same victim, and. One of those accused got eight months of confinement, one got 15 months of confinement, and one got 18 months of confinement. And the CCA in that case found those sentences were not highly disparate. so it found it found that it was certainly co-actors involved in a common in a common crime,
0: so closely related.
1: Right. so the the CCA found that it was closely related, but that second step of the analysis whether the sentences were highly disparate. the CCA uh, found that they were not and the CAF... Uh, agreed. So, mm. so this is a tough. This is a tough hill to climb if yeah. you're an appellant, for sure. The power's there, and the CCAs can conduct it within their discretion. But this case, pretty limited holding here, uh, because the CAF agrees with the Air Force Court of Criminal Appeals that it was not required to conduct a sentence comparison analysis here because that first threshold wasn't met.
0: So, what do you think are? Any takeaways for the field any any practitioners out there based on this like you said kind of limited narrow holding what can they learn from this case Steve
1: yeah, so a few things I think first is being aware that this sentence appropriateness power is out there that this authority exists for the CCAs that write this language this should be approved language is important and means quite a few things and just understanding what part of what the uh, you know the cCA level courts are required to do in each case that comes to them. Uh, that's one thing, so just a general understanding of that. I think another is being careful about using other court martial sentences as a metric, right? If you're uh, uh, on the defense bar and, and you're seeing a, it could be a closely related case, it could be like a co-accused, you know, your client is not gonna be entitled to the same sentence, It may it may seem unfair, and so perhaps just part of informing them of that uh, reality. Uh, and the I think Another thing to think about is just that we have not had sentencing guidelines forever, and you know, really just been sort of limited with. There's a few offenses that have mandatory minimums, um, and the president outlines maximum punishments, but we haven't had guidelines. Not like not like what folks in the in civilian jurisdictions have, and so, but we have. They're coming, right? They're mm-hmm. developing these yep, they're right changing. now, and. Yep. And no later than 27 December 2023, we're going to have sentencing parameters and criteria. And whatever that ultimately ends up looking like, that will probably, you know, probably change analyses like this. Uh, but it also probably, certainly the goal will be, well, part of the result will be some more clarity in sentencing probably. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how those play out. But just, you know, those are coming. If all the offenses in a court-martial occurred after 27 December 2023 then then there are going to be parameters and criteria applying to the sentencing in those cases
0: well thank you Steve for giving us an overview of the senate's appropriateness power and some key takeaways anything else you want to highlight before we wrap this one up Steve
1: no that's all I got Cal
0: all right thanks Steve all right thanks Cal Thanks for joining us today for another episode of the Criminal Law Department Presents podcast. If anything you heard sparked a thought, we'd love to connect with you. Your comments help us create better future content for the field or the fleet. Reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram. The information can be found in the show notes for today's episode. The views expressed in today's podcast are those of the presenters and not necessarily the Judge Advocate General's Corps, the Department of the Army, or the Department of Defense.
1: Court thanks counsel for both sides, and the court will stand in recess until further order of the court.